0: Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
1: Into the final hour of the show. Somewhere Eric Cartman is singing. John Grayson here with you. Uh, is, yeah, last hour of the show, all doing our thing, all that stuff on a Thursday. And if you want to jump in and join us, you can. We have these fancy phone lines installed. You should use them. 913-586-7798. 913-586-7798. There's something that crossed the desk a little while ago that I, I don't normally do this because it's like free advertising for somebody who didn't buy advertising. But I saw this thing and went, oh, man. Colin, have you had a chance to look over the the car that I put up on our thread? The the, the last thing that's on our show thread? Did you? I, I saw the link. I have not looked into it. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know where this came from. It was one of those things that just popped up. I think as an ad, and I ended up clicking on it because I thought, "What am I looking at here?" It's it's incredible. Um, I hope this thing lives up to its advanced billing. We're going to find out in the not too distant future because actually, I already ordered one for my grandson. Um, <laughs> I I was never I never got into remote control stuff. And we can get into a little talk about toys here, and and what some of the best of them are. But I was I, I was I was fascinated by it, but it seemed like such a massive expense that the guys who did, especially the guys who did RC planes, and still do. I mean, you'll see them out there. I know a lot of stuff has kind of gone the way of the drone instead of the the classic remote control airplane. But there's still guys during the the summer, you know, the spring and summer months when the weather's warm, who will go out to the parks around here and and have their planes flying up in the air, and I love watching them. But then I start talking to them about, so what did that uh, what did that just just the controller, that remote control controller, that's a that's a pretty fancy one. What did that one cost? Oh, that was like five seventy five, and I'm like. Ugh! <laughs> For the controller? Are you, do I even bother to ask you how much the plane costs? And so that was what always kept me, it's like, um, it's like owning a boat, right? You don't want to own a boat. You want to have a friend who owns a boat. Same thing with remote control stuff, remote control cars and airplanes and stuff. You don't want to have one of those. You want a friend who has one of those so you can play with it. So this thing crosses the desk. Um, it's c- called, what is it, Dot Malls? It's D-O-T-M-A-L-L-S, the Dot Mall's RC car. And this thing, the controller doesn't look like the the standard controller where you have the joysticks on either side and the the thumb switches and all that stuff. It's a thing you hold in your hand, and it's got a little, uh, almost like a bracelet, but instead of going around your wrist, it just goes across the back of your hand. And you control it by moving your hand one way or the other, or by either opening or squeezing closed your your hand, your palm, like making a fist or having your hand open up. And when you do that, like if under normal circumstances, it's it just looks like a regular remote control car, except for the wheels are kind of weird. Um and, and there's a reason why that I'll tell you about in a second. But as I'm watching the videos on this thing, I'm more and more fascinated with it. Because when you just leave your palm closed, it looks like a regular remote control car. But when you open your palm up, it squats down like all four wheels separate out to the corners and it's like flat on the ground. And it can also go sideways, forwards, backwards, but it it can go dead sideways without turning the car. And I'm watching this. I'm totally fascinated by it. You've had the chance to look at it now, Colin. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I I like the look of it. It just seems that it would be a little clunky to have to control. I think it's one of those where you just have to get used to it. Probably, yeah. Especially if it's such a small movement with the hand would cause it to flip out. You know, that's my biggest worry is that it would just be a little sensitive to control. Yeah.
1: Well, the the other thing that I always worry about when it comes to remote control stuff like this. Now, this this thing, because I was reading down and I'm like, okay, what are they going to clip me for this? It's like a 100 bucks. So and I know, I mean, you're like, oh yeah, just blow off a hundred bucks. No, 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 I can't blow off a hundred bucks any better than you can. What I'm saying is, when you compare that to other remote control cars that can run, you know, into the many hundreds of dollars for that in the controller, then yeah, that's not bad. Uh, what I always worry about though is durability. You know what I mean? I don't I, even at a hundred bucks. I don't want to go spending a hundred bucks on something and then find out, oh yeah, it's broken five minutes later. Because I remember. When, my fr- when we were teenagers, my friends would have remote control cars and they were constantly working on them, constantly fixing them, constantly up to something with them. So, uh, you know, that can get a little tedious as well. I want, if I want a toy, and I've said before, I'm still seven in a lot of ways. There, there's a reason why I've surrounded myself with toys because I like them, <laughs> you know? I just, I have better toys now than I did when I was a kid. So, uh if i want a toy i want it to be that i don't want it to be something i constantly have to futz with and and fix and modify and all of this no 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 i want a toy that i can just have it and and i can go play with it when i want to and when i don't i can put it on the shelf did i tell you i got a drone by the way you did tell me that yeah yes. i got i got yeah, my, how's that going? it's it's okay um it it also is a very inexpensive drone. It's a tiny little one. Okay, I was going to ask what what kind you got. It's it's in the shape of Darth Vader's TIE fighter, which is just I I love that. that. Is I couldn't. The greatest <laughs> thing I have ever heard. But it's, because it's a cheap one, it's not very. It's like it's not the most stable platform sure. in the world. It takes a lot to to fly it. But um, but I love it. I mean, yeah, it's it's been fine. And that was also I got that one off a of marketplace for like fifty bucks. What so, I'll say about this car,
2: I think, is that for all intents and purposes, it looks all terrain. Yes, which definitely is a plus in my mind because there, I feel like you see a lot of RC cars that are that are street. Yeah. Driveway, sidewalk type things. If you drive it into the grass, it's gonna get stuck, and yep. then you gotta go chase it, and you gotta go get the whole thing. This thing looks like it can hold its own. They show it rolling down the stairs. Yeah, yeah. So and out in it the grass. And all of it looks flexible. That's the thing is, it looks like it can move and change shape and kind of morph around a little bit.
1: The too. thing, and, and as I'm looking at it, the the deal with the wheels being all kinds of bizarre, looking like that, is that they have like. There's wheels that – they have these little rollers in them, like crossways. That's how it can do the side-to-side thing without turning the car. It can just move sideways. And I guess when you're in forward motion, those lock, and they just become regular wheels, like all-terrain wheels like you were talking about. I, it, I don't know who came up with this thing. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, the website uh, – you know what? I'll put it up on, on Twitter so you can find it. But, yeah, it's the – I'm sure if you Google Dot Mall's RC car – It'll probably come up. I've never seen anything like
2: this. It's it's just the controlling it, I think, is going to be the big thing for me. And it, it's something I think, you, you know, you, it just takes practice, and you just got to get used to it. I
1: <laughs> uh, Like I said. But everything else about it is super we, cool. We, we've already put in the order for one for my grandson. So we'll see. I mean, if a 7-year-old kid can't can't destroy it, then I'll have a pretty good idea as to whether I'm going to. buy one for yourself add one this into the yeah because that was the first thing i sent it to jen uh on uh on the our our own facebook thing and i was like take a look at this thing and her response to me i have to read this to you because it's hilarious uh let me go back to it so i i just sent her the link to the same page and i said uh did i even say oh yeah i just said this this looks fantastic and she said is that for all the boys or for you? <laughs> so even she knew. She knew where this was going. Um, but, yeah, and, I, and my answer was, hey, look, any or all. I just I thought it was a cool thing. So, eh, you know, sometimes I see these things, and if they're not too unbearably expensive, I'll pass them on to you. We're getting close to the time when a lot of toys are going to be bought for a lot of kids, and, frankly, a lot of us adults who are still kids as well. So, um, worth checking out. And if you know anything about them, I mean, if there's something like, if you've, if I'm late to the game on this and you know that it's not what it's cracked up to be, let me know, please. But, uh, in the meantime, I mean, if, if you've got, you know, I, I, I still think back to all the, like the toys from days past. It's like every year when we talk to the people at the national toy museum about the new stuff that's going in and it's all. I mean, for the, for the most part, they're going back into the annals of toydom, going to the early stuff. And yeah, they, they've got a few new things that are in there as well, but it's all of those. And I think, you know, w- was my dad doing the same thing? Was he watching me play with my toys when I was seven, eight, nine years old? Going, man, I wish we had one of those. (laughs) That would have been awesome. Uh, And I'm sure he probably was. But, you know, with us, it was like the little handheld electronic football games. We'll go to Steve in Overland Park. He's got a word or two to add in. Hello, Steve. Hey, John. Good to talk to you. Same, same. What's going uh, on? A a a
3: recommendation on any kind of RC thing you're going to buy, like you've got right now, whenever you go to buy it, look to see if it has parts. That's the most important thing. If they have parts you can buy, that will detect the quality. If it's something you can spend a hundred dollars, you got that thing. You break a wheel off it, and it's done. You're out hundred bucks. So always look for parts.
1: Good, yeah, good call. But, so yeah, that is something I'll have to. Because if it's new to market, they may not have had time yet to have a really you know a good parts supply up and coming.
3: It also it reflects on the quality of the product too. If it has available parts, it's usually a higher end product. Okay. But if you want something really fun, as a recommendation, yeah. I have a one. I think it's one sixteenth scale. Tiger two tank that's remote controlled. They oh. are amazing. I, I did the whole thing of, of flying RC airplanes, and you know, are, it's an expensive hobby. Like when you're flying inverted, what they say, you know, down, down is up and up is expensive. You know, it, it just takes a second to lose that entire plane. Yeah. So like, I want something I run around in the yard and have fun with. And it was a tank. It's got metal tracks, metal gearboxes to run it. It's got it shoots airsoft pellets, and it has a sound system and smoke out of the exhaust. It
1: was like uh, two hundred fifty bucks. Oh, okay. Now, is that with the controller? Oh yeah, yeah. The controller's part of the deal. That's part. Of, okay, yeah. Because a lot of them you have to buy all that stuff separately. So uh, yeah, again, I mean, for something that's that extensive, that's not a bad price. The only one that I can remember, a buddy of mine, uh, my buddy Mike, when we were young, had one that was called the Cricket, and it was it was like a, a race car looking thing, but it was very much an all terrain thing. And I mean, you could run that thing smack into a brick wall at top speed, and it would be fine. <laughs> you know. Yeah, Um, this this thing is very scaled. You you put it on a shelf; it looks like a model. It's extremely detailed. Very cool. All right, hey Steve, appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, the only one, the other one that I've ever been interested in, I just have no place to use one. Would be a boat. Um, there was when when we used to go to Bush Gardens all the time. Uh, they had this little pond that was fully remote-controlled boats. I mean, the only problem with that is you had to pay a buck for every five minutes. You know, you'd have to slide another dollar in there, and then you could take back control of your boat. But I was like, kind of like that idea, too. You know, just seems like fun to me, and the warships would be absolutely the place I would go with it. Let's go to Joel in Overland Park up next here real quick. Hey, Joel.
3: Yeah, hey, man. I just wanted to tell you I agree with the last caller. Maybe go to just a hobby store and look at uh, things that you can buy, whether it's in the air, on the water, or on the ground where you can actually, if it breaks down, you can go buy parts for it
1: the okay. next
3: day. And uh, that's kind of fun, too, assembling and disassembling them.
1: So are, are you into it? Are you a hobbyist when it comes to this stuff? Uh, a long, long, long time ago when they you could st- still spend a 1000 bucks years ago on them. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but, uh, but, it, uh, how did you it, fall out of it? Did it just become more expensive than it was worth to you? Uh, had to buy diapers and formula. Gotcha. Yeah, that'll do it.
3: But uh, it, it is fun just to go to a hobby shop and look around because it, you can do all the same things. And like you were saying earlier, it might not be as faddish. And it'll that stuff will be there for years if you need parts.
1: Love it. All right. And, and help. Thank you. <laughs> Joel, thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. Um... Yeah, I, it's it's just it's one of those things that was always on the list of things to do that never ever got done. So yeah, who knows? Maybe especially if this thing turns out to be what it looks like in the videos. Go check it out if you have any interest in that stuff at all, or you have somebody to buy for. Look at it and see if you think it might be something that uh, that resonates with them. Just because yeah, I mean, like Colin was saying, the controller might take a little bit of getting used to, but it, it seems to me like it's a whole lot less intimidating looking. Like you look at some of those remote control uh, controllers, and they're, you look at them and go, God, how am I ever going to? I don't have that many fingers. What am I supposed to do? Eh, just a little something for you. We'll get into we have some serious news to get into before the hour is up, some other things that are going on here around town uh, to keep, keep you updated on and get some opinions in on. And if you want to join us on the phones, you can do that as well, 913-586-7798. Plenty more to come. John Grayson here with you on 98.1 KMBZ. 98.1 KMBZ as we continue on through a uh, Thursday, now into Thursday afternoon and about 40 minutes away from handing you over to Dana and Parks for some entertainment between now and uh, s- or between two and six o'clock this afternoon. Um, and as I said, there are some things going on here in town that are of a much more serious note that we had lined up to get into. Uh, Want to talk first in terms of an update, as much of an update as it is. On the story that we've been following all week long about the, I mean, this terrible thing that happened downtown with the five year old boy who fell from the apartment building in downtown Kansas City to his death. We now know a little bit more than we did. And there were some things that we didn't get into yesterday on the show that I want to get into now because now there are dots being connected by the authorities that were not 24 hours ago or 27 hours ago when we first got into this. The first update is that they released his name the boy that was killed, uh, was Grayson O'Connor. And what we've heard in in continuing fashion, and again, a tip of the cap to the folks over at Channel 9 at KMBC, about the job that they've been doing, um, talking to the other people who lived in that apartment building about him and about what they knew about him. And it, unfortunately, is ever more heartbreaking that he's gone because... (laughs) I want to stay away from from drawing inferences myself about any of this, but you hear from people in this apartment building, and they're all saying, oh, yeah, we knew him. I mean, he stayed with me for a couple of days. Or he used to come by, and we'd go out to McDonald's and get hamburgers. Or, uh, you know, just they all knew him and all had a great deal of affection for him. And it causes one to wonder, okay, why is a kid wandering around an apartment building? I mean, not that it's a bad thing that they were all looking out for him. I think that's great. I'm a proponent of that kind of community. But it does make you wonder how much time he was spending as a five-year-old unsupervised. And like I said, I don't want to necessarily draw any inferences about that because we just don't know. But to hear how many people who did have direct contact with him over time, are just absolutely wrecked by the fact that the worst thing that could happen to him actually happened to him. I, I just I don't even know what to say about that. But what we knew yesterday starts to draw a clearer picture of what the authorities are looking into now that we have the update we have today, which is this. Yesterday we knew that on the very same day that his body was discovered in the alley outside the apartment building, that somebody else in the apartment building had been taken to the hospital. We at that point did not know, and in fact, credit again to Channel 9 and a lot of the other news agencies who are following this here in town, what we did not know is whether that whether those two things had anything to do with each other. Because, I mean, it, it's absolutely 100% possible in an apartment building that two terrible things can happen on the same day that are completely unrelated. That this child is killed in a fall out of an apartment building window, and somebody else in the apartment building, oh, I don't know, has a heart attack. You know, unrelated. But now we know that's not the case. And part of the reason we didn't say anything about that yesterday is because we just didn't know. And, and, you know, it draws you down that line of speculation again. So we now know that those two incidents were very much related and that the person who was taken off to the hospital on the same day that young Grayson O'Connor was killed, or that his body was found, rather, was his mother. In addition to that, we now know that his mother is a person of interest in the death investigation, That's it. That's as far as they've gone yet, so that's really as far as we're going to go. To, again, forestall the kind of just ridiculous speculation that we cut off yesterday here on the program because it was starting to go down that road. Even as much as we said at the beginning, that's not what we're going to do here. Somebody decided to take it upon himself to try it anyway, and guess what? Was 100% wrong. So... That's what happens. And, and unfortunately, in our discussion about how much information do you let out about something like this to try to quell that. And, you know, here we are 24 hours later and the authorities have indeed updated the information. They're not giving everything out. They haven't said why. You know, the mother is a person of interest in this. They haven't said why she's in the hospital um, and, and again, yeah, you could draw all kinds of inferences from that, but I'm not going to do that because I don't want to be that kind of wrong. So the investigation continues, and we will update you with facts as we get them. But it's just—I mean—as we were talking with Wayne Sterrett this morning when he was on with us uh, for the first hour, talking about a completely different story about the Susan Smith case from many, many years ago—that. There are those stories that grab you and don't let go. Um, This, I will tell you, for me personally, I don't know what your level of interest is in this, but for me personally, this is absolutely one of those. And I made you that promise yesterday, that as much as details will come out about this, when they are factual and verified, that we will keep up on this story, because if there is... Reason here for someone to be brought to justice for Grayson O'Connor's death, we will do everything we can to assist and do everything we can to make sure that we're not standing in the way of that successful police investigation and conceivable prosecution. So, like we said, we'll bring you the information as soon as it's verified. Um, and and it just it it's an awful story that continues to just break your heart the more you learn about it. So. That's it for today on that. Coming up after the bottom of the hour, we're going to get into another incident that took place here in town that has a bunch of people up in arms and, in fact, has an organized protest that's scheduled for tonight at 5 because of what's happened and what hasn't happened after an incident at Shawnee Mission High School. More to come on that just ahead. John Grayson with you on one KMBZ.
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: One thirty-one. now the time, John Grayson with you, 913-586-7798 is how you get in here, 913-586-7798. So uh, there was an incident, uh, Shawnee Mission East High School, that has uh, a large segment of the community completely up in arms because of what's happened since then, and more specifically what hasn't happened. It started as a fight. It started as a fight between a couple of high school students. And in fact, even before that, and yes, I've seen the entire video as much as is out there and is online. I've seen all of it. Um, A lot of the TV stations that are running stories about this have shown a piece of it. And even then they've shown it with faces blurred out and with, um, you know, with with the the bad words, the, you know, the swear words and the racial epithets bleeped out of it because they kind of have to. And that's. Perfectly fine, and that's understandable, but the raw video is out there of this altercation that took place in a a hallway at the high school. What we didn't see, even in all of the video, because, you know, people don't start taping things and recording things on video until it looks like something might happen, so we didn't see the initial incident, but where the trouble seems to have started is with a young man, a high school student, who was referring for whatever reason to a group of black students who were at the school as slaves. That's where it started. And there was a discussion and this is where some of the video starts to pick up. There was a very heated discussion in the hallway at the high school where there are two girls who are with the boy who was saying that who are both white. And you see a a girl who is black, a girl who's African-American there jawing back and forth with the two girls about what he had done. And he's kind of staying out of it, just sort of back in the background as the girls are are going back and forth verbally at each other about all of this. And they, the, the two white girls, start walking away. He's walking away with them. She's, you know, says a couple of other, the, the, the African-American girl, the black girl, says a couple of other things. And he then shouts, shut the F up. She turns on her heel and starts walking back towards him, saying, what did you say to me? He turns on his heel, starts walking back toward her. This is where the video starts to pick up that that you've probably seen on TV, if you've seen this story covered, where they walk back toward each other and he throws an over-the-head haymaker at her. During this, and she defends herself, and there are punches thrown on both sides, and during this altercation, she... Uh, uh, reportedly suffered a broken nose and some other injuries. What has people upset about this are three things, one of which is no longer true. The first thing that happened is that the school suspended both of them. And that's got people up in arms because they're saying what she did was defend herself. He very clearly threw the first punch. So given the fact that he's the one whose actions started this fight in the first place, and because he was the first one to throw a fist, why is it that you decided to suspend both of them? Now, on that front, I'm not going to come to the school's defense on that. What I can say is I disagree with it, but to steal Chris Chris Rock's line, I understand. I understand that you have... From their perspective, two kids who were involved in a fight. So I, I, I still think that given the evidence that we have in front of us, if it were me making the decision, I would have a very hard time suspending her for anything that she did. Because if somebody throws a punch at you, I think that you have a right to defend yourself from that. And that's what I saw her doing. The other thing that has people very upset about this The second thing, with the one that is no longer true, is that there was no criminal charge initially. That is no longer true. Like I just got finished saying, that situation has changed. Not only has it changed, he's been charged with a felony count of aggravated battery. She has not. That's significant. Because, again, not to come to anybody's defense or attack anybody necessarily in this, the police have a very different standard than the school does. The police can take into account who started it, why the fight happened in the first place, and decide whom to charge, if anyone, based on that. And from what they saw in the video, and I'm assuming that, if anything, they've seen as much or more than I have, is that he's been charged with a felony count of aggravated battery. Um, he is a juvenile, so he's not being, he's not being uh, named in any of the stories that I've seen. I'm sure his name is out there. I'm sure plenty of people know who he is, but it doesn't really matter, at least not at this point. From, from from the standpoint of our discussion, it doesn't matter. So he's been charged with a felony count of aggravated battery. She has not. What the third thing is that uh, that has people upset about this is that even though he's now been charged with a felony, there is no, at least at this point, hate crime enhancement attached to it. Because in addition to referring to black students at this high school as slaves, which seems not to be in dispute, what's also on the video that was shot of this entire incident is that on their way back toward each other, when she's saying, what did you say to me? Twice, at least during that walk, before he throws the punch, he throws the N-word at her. Twice. And maybe more often than that. I mean, once the fight starts, it's hard to hear what's being said. So could it have been more than that? Sure. But it happened at least twice. And if you have a felony charge already, then it seems a short walk from there to a hate crime enhancement. So, and, and by the way, let me add again, just because it hasn't happened yet doesn't mean it's not going to happen. But because this incident went down the way it did, there is, uh, and with all of the anger and all of the resentment that has come out since this story broke, and now that the video is all over the place, and in fact, there are some, um, I I think it would be fair to call them alternative news agencies here in town that have the entire video up on their website, along with stories that that go along with it about what they've heard, about what led up to the incident and all of this. I don't know them well enough to recommend them to you, but I will say that it's out there. So uh, if I believe it's at 5 o'clock tonight when there's a protest that is planned uh, to, to, to deal with the handling. I mean, for people to voice their concerns about the handling of this situation. And if you have something you want to add into this about either the way the school handled it or the way that the police have handled this, that's fine. My concern about this as just as a member of this community is what the hell? And I know that's kind of nonspecific, but why? In a high school? Now, there was a statement. I'm going to try and find... I've got a zillion articles open in front of me about this. There was a statement that came out uh, from the Shawnee Mission School District about this, and it's unfortunately not in either of the stories that I have right in front of me right now. But they... They said something in the statement, and I'm going to have to pull it up so I can give you the exact wording, But there was one part- and it's long too, but there was one particular part of it when they said that um, students in any school district, and specifically in Shawnee Mission, students are going to do things wrong, and some of those things are going to be small, and some of those things are going to be really big. We would love it. And I'm paraphrasing here, and I I don't want to put words too much in their mouth, but it was something to the effect of we would love it if that didn't happen, but we live in the real world, And, and things like that happen. But what possible reason could a high school student have to pull this kind of idiocy? I mean, I'm not even going to call it a stunt. It's not a stunt. It is pure and simple idiocy from word go. You know what's going to happen. And... And you know what you're doing is wrong. And you know, I, I mean, I, I, I'm i trying to figure out how to say this in a way that's that's going to make sense. I know sometimes when we talk about things that happen at the high school level, we write a lot off because of their age. Oh, they're kids. Oh, what is he, 15, 16? The answer is we don't know, but somewhere in that neighborhood. Maybe as young as 13 or 14, but you know, maybe as old as, as 16, 17, maybe even 18. But somewhere in that. And by the time you're that age, don't sell me on, oh, he's just a kid. He doesn't know any better. Bollocks. Yes, he does. Yeah, he does. You know how I know he does? Because when we were that age, so did we. And and so, no, I'm not willing to give a pass on this because of the age of the people who are involved in that. Um, I wanted
2: to mention real quick, this g- is from Channel 5, TV 5. This was about 30 minutes ago. They posted this says that student organizers said as many as a thousand students took part in the, quote, erase the hate initiative uh, at Shawnee Mission South High School. They had a walkout this yeah. morning. So it's not just affecting Shawnee Mission East, it's hitting the other Shawnee Mission schools.
1: Definitely, and thank you for that. Yeah, um, and, and that is, is something that had also been rumored. That's the first I've seen of confirmation on it, so thank you for that, Colin, that, uh, that there was a, a, a rumor about a planned walkout that apparently did happen. and And it's just, it's so mind-blowing that somebody, for no good reason, because there isn't a good reason. I mean, if you want to know, well, how do you know there is no good reason? Because there isn't one. Started this kind of fight. And, you know, what happens now and all of the hard feelings that are that are already burgeoning about the way this is being handled both by the school and to a degree by the authorities. Again, that the hate crime enhancement certainly is a part of that. Um, while all of that is out there and while all of that's valid, this could all have been avoided if one punk kid hadn't been stupid and hadn't decided to shoot his mouth off for nothing. And you're right, Channel 5 is saying that he's 15. 15? Okay, that's what I was figuring. He looked about middle high school age, so thank you again. Um, And why? why? Why do we have to continue to go through this? Why do we have to continue to go through this kind of nonsense... Because this kid couldn't keep his mouth shut and decided not only couldn't keep his mouth shut, decided to shoot it off and start throwing racial epithets at a a girl, at a girl, by the way. Not like it would have been any better if he had done it to a boy. But I hope he feels like a real big man having broken the nose of a girl. Somebody needs... (laughs) I can't even say what he needs because what he needs, he should have gotten when he was two years old and apparently didn't. So I, I, I don't know what else to say about it, but I'm sick of it. And and I've been sick of it for a very long time. Uh, I have been as optimistic as I can be both outwardly, verbally here on this show and internally, because I've told you before that a lot of what gets written off about people Collins age and younger by people who are my age and older, you know, uh, and they say, oh, these kids today, they're terrible. And I've been a champion for that, going, you know what? My kids and, and, and people even younger than them have done nothing but give me more hope for the future because in my mind... All of the consternation and all of that, oh, these kids are lazy and they don't want to work and they don't want to do anything. Yeah, remember what we were really like, okay? Take the rose-colored glasses off and remember what you and I were really like when we were that age. Um, And and you'll realize that, if anything, they are more interested, more engaged, and and starting from a much better standpoint than we were. And still, some 15-year-old punk kid's going to come along and ruin it. And it just, it frustrates me to no end to see what they're capable of and then see what one bad apple's going to pull. So I'll leave it to you for the remainder of the program. The phones are ringing. If you want to jump in, 913-586-7798. 913-586-7798. It would be so easy, so easy to accomplish a world where we didn't have to deal with this if it weren't for the ones who simply won't let it die. It needs to happen. And every time I think we're getting there, every time we make that one step forward, somebody takes us and drags us two steps back. It's time for it to stop. 145, more to come. John Grayson here with you on 98.1 KMBZ. 151, we'll get right to the phones here in a sec. Uh, Before we do, though, we were able to pull up the the initial school district response to this matter. And as we said, it's really, really long, but I want to go into a little bit of what it says in the very last paragraph. And this is what I was referring to before. So here's their exact wording on it so that I don't have to paraphrase. They said, while we cannot share specific information about the incident or the district's response, the district wants to reassure the community it takes proactive measures to create a safe educational environment where every student feels a sense of belonging. This includes extensive work to support diversity, equity, and inclusion. And this is the this is what I was referring to. Unfortunately, children make big and small mistakes every day. We will continue to respond to those mistakes in an equitable and consistent manner. And our efforts to educate our students about how to treat each other will be ongoing. Now, I think... You could easily quarrel with that and say uh, the fact that you suspended both of them doesn't necessarily make it an equitable manner when you consider who it was that started the incident and who it was that made contact first. I think there's a there's definitely an argument to be had there, but one way or the other, we'll uh, we'll see if any relent happens or if any adjustment happens to either of those suspensions. Meantime, we'll go to Jim in KCMO and see what he's thinking. Hey, Jim. Good afternoon. Uh,
4: in the in the broader picture, you know, not saying about how they handled it or who should be suspended or who shouldn't be. I mean, they have the rules, whatever. But you, you just think that this young person, this is a learned behavior. And where did he learn this behavior? Was it poor parenting, lack of parenting? Um, you, you know, that's most of the time the case. I don't want to speculate. But,
1: yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, because that's the fact is we just don't know.
4: Exactly, and, and I'm very curious as, as to you know what's going to come out as far as that goes. But you know, more times than not, that's that's what it's that's what it boils down to. You know, there's just such a. I mean, you made the comment, you know, what's wrong with kids today? Kids, kids today are awful. Well, parents, in my opinion, aren't as involved with their children as they should be. They should see some of these things. Do you not agree? Well, if, you know, I mean, well of if, course. If they're I mean, it somewhere else, you know, be be interactive with them. And, and I, I just think today's world, they're not. And, and, you know, I could be wrong. I could be wrong.
1: Well, we, we all could, Jim. And thank you for the call. I mean, to to not to correct Jim. But I was making a point. I mean, I've always been the one who has said the exact opposite. I think most parents are very involved in their kids' lives. And I think as much as they possibly can be. Do I think we could all be more involved in our kids' lives and wouldn't the world be a better place? Sure it would. As as much as you can be involved in your kids' lives, it would make the world a better place. But, uh, you know, I've I've always been the one saying that the world is not this bleak, and it wasn't that great. It wasn't the rose-colored glasses great place that we love to think that it was when we were growing up. Um, in many ways, things are much better now than they were when we were growing up. But there is an industry out there that is dedicated to making you, and I'm going to point right at cable news and social media and say there's a giant industry out there that is dedicated to making you believe that things are much worse than they are now than they actually are, and that things when when you have the you know, the fond memories of your childhood were much better than than they actually were. So it's easy to buy into, but I don't believe it. I, I still think that incidents like this are the outlier. But when the outlier seems to go right along the road that those people try to sell us the entire world is like, I mean, I think the overwhelming majority of us don't ever want to see this happen. And yet it keeps happening and we just get to throw up our hands and hope that somebody does the right thing. We're going to hand this one over to uh, Mindir in Lenexa, who's going to give us the final word on it. Hello.
0: Hi. Okay. Welcome. So I, I recently, um, about three years ago in 2021, graduated from Shawnee Mission Northwest, so I've kind of, so I, I guess, have, like, a younger perspective on it. Great. Um, I don't know. I feel like when I went to Northwest, I kind of saw people like this, and I personally don't understand where the hatred or any of that comes from, um, or, or even, you know, something to, to say slavery. Things like that, it's just so out of pocket. And there is this thing called generational trauma. And even if, you know, they haven't personally experienced it, African Americans have that just through generations. And we still see the effects of it today. So I don't know. Um, to me, I don't understand why he would say that. And then the girls to kind of go along with it and not, and then, you know, verbally attack. Um, the African American girl is also just, I don't know, it just does not, does not make sense to me. No, I know, um, me either. And all, all I can say is like the boy is looking for like attention, like he's acting out. There has to be some other issues going on, and that it, this is the way in which he's acting out.
1: Yeah, it may very well be. I mean, dear, thank you. I'm, I'm glad you called in, and I'm glad we got the, the perspective of somebody who's been there recently to end this up on. Um, I, I, it probably was exactly that. I mean, there's a lot of things that people do for attention, and there's there's a lot of things. I mean, I'll go back to what I said about trolling before. It's cheap, and it's easy. I mean, upsetting somebody is one of the easiest things you could possibly do. And the fact that it, it has gotten to this point where... Uh, somebody did something like this for for no apparent reason, uh, just to see whose face he could get into. It's depressing. Dana and Parks are going to bring you up after two o'clock. Uh, have a great rest of your day. We'll we'll do our Friday routine tomorrow on the program. Be here for it at ten on ninety eight one KMBZ.
5: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio.